don't do a long dedication service. Those kids, they can't handle that. And uh, it's uh, better to do it quick than have to fight for about 15, 20 minutes. Amen. And so I just learned that through the years. And I just try to keep it simple, but yet a good reminder for all of us. Amen. Second uh, Samuel chapter 21. You're willing and able to stand. And pastor, thank you again for this invite. Let me be a part of this service for your family. I, I count that a high honor. That's not a trivial thing to me, but I count it a high honor. And I do thank the Lord what he did today in this morning service. But this is a new service. And we need a fresh touch. We need fresh bread. We need fresh oil. If there's going to be any preaching done, he's going to have to give it tonight. I've been meditating on what to preach. I've thought about another passage and another thought. But this is the thought God gave me a few days ago. And began to stir in my heart. And so I want to be obedient in preaching it tonight. A second Samuel. Chapter 21 and beginning in verse number one. Second Samuel chapter 21 and verse one. The Bible said, Then there was a famine in the days of David three years, year after year, and David inquired of the Lord. And the Lord answered, It is for Saul and for his bloody house, because he slew the Gibeonites. And the king called the Gibeonites and said unto them, Now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites and the children of Israel had sworn unto them and saw I sought to slay them in his zeal to the children of Israel and Judah wherefore David said unto the Gibeonites what shall I do for you and wherewith shall I may bless the inheritance that ye may bless the inheritance of the Lord and the Gibeonites said unto him we will not have no silver no gold of salt nor of his house neither for us shalt thou kill any man in Israel and he said, what ye shall say, that will I do for you. And they answered the king, the man that consumed us and that devised against us that we should be destroyed from remaining in any of the coast of Israel. Let seven men of his sons be delivered unto us and we will hang them up unto the Lord and give you salt whom the Lord did choose. And the king said, I will give them. But the king spared Mephibosheth the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the Lord's oath that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. That's important to remember in this text that that oath was a serious matter. Between these two, they loved each other. They were in their hearts that were knit together. Brother Allen, as I read that this afternoon in the house that we was staying in, I thought about you, my friend. You, you're my brother. We're close. God's knit our our hearts together and I thank the Lord for that. That's what's taking place here. Now hear this and I'm going to move on. This is just an extra message but listen to me. Those bunch of perverts out there I tried to pervert this story of Jonathan and David. They tried to have you to believe this homosexuals. They were not. They just loved one another like brothers love each other. Amen. So you young people hear that real good. These men just had a love as brothers, one for another. Then look at verse 8. But the king took the two sons of Rizput, the daughter of Ai, whom she bare unto Saul, Armonai and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Ike, the daughter of Saul, whom she brought up for Adriel, the son of Barzillai, the Moholathite. And he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them 
in the hill uh, before the Lord and they uh, fell all and they fell all seven together and were put to death in the days of harvest in the first days in the beginning of barley harvest and Rizpah the daughter of Ai took sackcloth and spread it for her upon the rock uh, from the beginning of the harvest until water dropped upon them out of heaven and suffered neither birds of the air to rest on them by day nor the beast of the field by night and it was told David what Rizpah the daughter of Ai the concubine of Saul had done. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you tonight for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. I pray now, Lord, you strengthen my voice. I strengthen my body. I give me clarity of thought, clarity of speech. Help me to preach what you put on my heart. Again, I pray tonight, open the ear and the heart of everyone listening to the sound of my voice. Lord, our adversary would love to distract, would love to get our attention on something else. But oh God, sober us up tonight. I stress up that the word of God may find good fertile ground in our hearts. I rebuke the adversary, fill with the Holy Ghost and everything that you do. We'll praise you and we'll thank you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen, you can be seated. I've read to you here in 2 Samuel uh, chapter 21 where there's a famine uh, that's come into the land. Now I'm not going to try to preach everything in these 11 verses. I really I'm just going to go down to verse 10 in just a moment. Uh, but I want to say this. This famine is a result of the sin of Saul. Now uh, we mentioned him this morning. Uh, Saul is man's pick as the king of Israel. Israel wanted to be like all the other nations. They were not satisfied with the theocracy, uh, but they're interested in having them a king. And they picked him uh, out of the crowd uh, and anointed him, uh, and Saul reigned for a period of time. But Saul got lifted up in himself. Uh, that was what caused his downfall. His pride got him. He thought more of himself than he ought to. And by the way, friend, we ain't no different tonight. If we ain't careful, we'll lift up our Self, we'll magnify ourselves and we begin to go down. Hey, a Holy Spirit, it'll go before a fall every time. And so we find Saul that messes up. He tries to kill the Gibeonites that they'd made a, a covenant with, a, 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 a covenant there in Joshua. Uh, there was as they begin to take the land, and we find that that covenant was binding uh, before God. Well, when they come and they take seven of the sons in these verses, the Bible said that they hang them. Now, it depends on who you read after, if that's crucifixion or hanging by the neck. Uh, there, there some say they were tied or nailed to a tree some, uh, from a gallows. And again, it just uh, depends who you want to believe, who you want to read after. But whatever the case, these boys died. They were killed, not for their sin, but for the sin of somebody else. 
Boy, I begin to think about that over this weekend. Here, listen, here's a Rizpah and her boys die. Not because they did anything necessarily wrong, but because they're reaping what Saul had sown. And, I th- and then God, the Holy Ghost, I took me in the New Testament to us. Hey, do you understand that our children tonight and you and I tonight are under a death sentence? We're under the death sentence because of sin. The Bible said in Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter five and verse 12 said this, wherefore us by one man I sinned in into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is Dead, but the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We are all under a death sentence. But I thought about this today. We sat down where we are tonight and uh, got looking around. And when we got here this morning, my wife said, Look at this, honey. Children everywhere. I said, Hallelujah. You don't understand how great that is. I preach in churches, there's nobody under 40 years old. You hearing me? I got news for you. If that's all you got as a church, it's going to die one day. You're dying one at a time and your church is going to die. Families, families are the lifeline of every local church. Amen. Now, I've got, we've got a, a, young, a lot of young families are set. They're having their babies now. And uh, they some of the uh, other folk. I'm going to be careful what I'm saying right here. Uh, but they forgot about how kids are. Amen. And some of you forgot how you were as a child. Amen. I, I, I took out more than one time as a boy. Amen. My mama wasn't afraid of social services. Amen. And she run the house with a switch, not a light switch, a hickory stick. And she'd whoop us, whoop us, not whip, whooped us. Amen. And it wasn't none of this stuff you're going to get three licks because what you know. Oh no. She just whooped till she got tired. Amen. I was telling this where I go because I'm telling the truth. I'm not making this up. I was repenting before I ever repented. Son, she'd whoop me and we'd dance, hickory dance, what I call it. Around and around I'd go. She'd just switching and switching. And I'd holler, I won't do it no more. I won't do it no more. I won't do it no more. And she'd holler back, I know you won't. I know you won't. I know you won't. Amen. And I didn't. Amen. So sometimes we just forget how we were as children. And then maybe as we get old, forget how our children were. So be careful with what you say. Thank God them youngins are in here. I mean that. You hear me. I preach in a lot of churches across this country. This year, the most meetings I've done since before COVID. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of places that got the death rattles in it because there's no young people. Oh yeah. By the way, 
Hear me right here. You can get in that shape. Hear me right here. You get in that, you, they, you start losing your young people. You ain't getting them back. And most people looking for a church are not wanting to start the youth group. They want their children to be a part of it. So if you lose it, you probably ain't going to get it back. You hear me tonight? Oh, yes. We find that uh, here these boys, these seven sons, are taking their, their, their hunger to die uh, because of a death sentence. Oh, and hear me. Our children are under a death sentence. Everybody hear me. I preached on salvation this morning. I'm going to preach to us tonight. Okay, I'm going to plow a little bit. Don't get mad, but just get with me. But hear me right here. As we come in this text and we see about this destiny, remember this. Nobody in this building has been saved their whole life. I've heard some folks say such as that. That ain't true. You were not born saved. You were born lost. You may be saved most of your life, but you've not been saved all your life. Amen. And your children and my children were born lost. Amen. And I got thinking about Rizba here. And I'm just going to make an application in verse number 10. Hang around that verse and I'll let you go. I want to preach on this subject tonight of fighting for our children. Fighting for our children. Now, Rispa fought for her boys in this verse, and there was no hope. They were dead. It's over. The bodies are decaying. The breath has left those bodies. Uh, there ain't going to be another breath in those bodies. It is absolutely hopeless. But Rispa said, they're not going to, buzzards are not going to eat them. And the beasts are not going to eat them. I'm going to let them stay there till they let me take them down. And then I'll give them a proper burial. Amen. So she was concerned, even though life was already gone. But I want everybody to look at me for a minute. As long as there's breath in their body and mind enough to think, there's hope. Some of you may have grown children and they've left and they're in sin and they're lost. I'm telling you tonight, there is hope as long as there's breath in that body and mind enough to think, I'm saying the good Holy Ghost, I can still go where they are and arrest their heart and save them. Amen. I've known people try to run from God under conviction. I've heard of them going to other countries. I've heard of them going to other states. But when they got there, they run into God. Or they're trying to get away from Him. Amen. They may push God out of their mind for a while, but God's got a good way of sobering them up and of shaking them to their core. Hey, hear me tonight. As long as there's breath, as long as there's mind, there's hope. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, our children are worth fighting for. I'm not going to hand mine over. 
I'm not going to holler calf rope to the devil and say, do what you want. Oh, no. As long as there's an ounce of breath in me and an ounce of strength in me, I've got every right. You hear me? By the good grace of God, by the help of God, I'm going to fight for my children. I fight for my grandchildren. They're worth it. Amen. As Rizma was willing to fight for hers, you and I ought to fight for our children and grandchildren and great grandchildren it's worth the fight amen I've looked at some things in verse 10 and I'm just making application you understand that but the Old Testament is for our example we draw from these uh, records and this is a record the interpretation is just that it is a record of that which happened in the reign of David but we find there's application to us in this day. Now, our children are under a death sentence. If you're going to fight for them, and there's a lot of young couples here. I want you to hear me tonight. And Grandma and Grandpa, now you need to hear as well. And you need to keep a, a building a, a wall of prayer around your children and your grandchildren. Uh, so hear me as well. If you're going to fight for your children, there's three things that's going to have to take place. Number one, let me say this. If you're going to fight for your children, you will have to be on the rock. For the Bible said in verse 10, And Rizba the daughter of Ai took sackcloth and spread it for her upon the rock. She had her firm place. She laid that sackcloth down there. And she got her place, marked it off, Draw her a circle, if you please. This is my territory. I'm a standing right here. I'm right here near my boys. Though they're dead, though the, the stench of death is in the air, though their body is decaying, I'm staying right here. And she made her a place, and it was upon the rock. Hear me and hear me well. That's the only way you're going to be able to fight this spiritual fight that's going on for your children and your grandchildren. You must be on the rock. Amen. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4, he's talking about that rock that followed the children of Israel. He said very plainly, that rock was Christ. Yes, hey, if you ain't on the rock yourself, you're in trouble. Amen. That's right. Who is going to pray for your children? Yes. Who's going to stand in the gap for your yes. children? If you're not saved, if you're not on the rock yourself, what in the world you think is going to happen to your children? That sackcloth speaks of humility. Not only mourning, but humility. Humbled herself. And, and by the way, sackcloth is used in prayer and fasting in the Old Testament. So she's a pouring out to God. She's right there on that rock. I'm going to tell you, you need a prayer place. You need to have a, a, a time that you can get along with the rock. Build your life on the rock. Jesus said in Matthew 7, he said he, the wise man builds his house on the rock. The foolish man builds it on the sand. Because hear me, the storms are going to come. Yeah. Amen. Sin is going to try to take its toll. You're not going to shout like you did this morning. You just might as well figure that out. 
And it don't bother me. I ain't a lick nervous. I ain't missed what I'm preaching tonight. It's what God wants. I'm telling you better hear this man of God tonight. Hear me and hear me well. You better yourself be on the rock. Hey, you got no other place to stand. It's all sinking sand. If you yourself are not on the rock. Now, I'm going to help you young mamas a second. Because of what I just said. All right? I've pastored long enough. And I've seen what my wife went through when our children were little. Now, I, my wife will tell you this. I did help her. And fellas, you ought to help your wife. You can change a diaper. You can clean up a mess. Amen now. You can do the night service. If they bottle fed, you ought to take your, say, I'll help you with that, honey. But I remember rocking Katie. And I thought about it today and I'd sing to her and I'd talk to her about the Lord. Hey, I'm gonna tell you something from the beginning. I just bathed her in prayer. But I saw something happen to my wife. You're taking care of them babies all the time and you're about to pull your hair out. And your daddy's about to go run your head through the wall. You'd like to get in a closet and shut the door and hope nobody knows you're playing hide and seek with Adam. <laughs> Amen. But I tell you what I've seen uh, young mamas do where they don't, they're not able to have the devotion like, like they would love to have because they're taking care of babies. Listen to me, young ladies. Hear me well. Oh, you, you don't get to get half the preaching. All right. Oh, you're, 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 oh, you love the Lord. You're saved. Hey, you're wrestling that youngin'. You're doing what you're supposed to do. You're doing what you're supposed to do. But sometimes our adversary comes. And begin to whisper in your ear, you're not even saved. They're shouting in the service today and you don't feel nothing. Ain't no way you're saved. Oh, you tell the devil to leave you alone. Hear me right here. Because I'm telling you, wrestling them babies, it's hard to be zeroed in when one's about to run away. We, hey, we've sung with our kids even before they old enough to sing with us. We'd sing... We was in a church in Madison County, uh, Marshall, North Carolina, and uh, we was singing, thank you, Lord. We was on that verse about your family. I lied through the whole verse. <laughs> Elijah, three-year-old, got out of the pew. We didn't have nobody go with us. So we're up, normally they would sit fine, but Elijah just jumped up out the side of the pew, and he just stood, he stopped. Now, but his sisters panicked. They said, Daddy will kill us. So they went out and they went to chasing through that building. For my home and family, I'll kill them after a while. Amen. All right. I'm just being honest. Been there, done that. But you'll get where you don't feel nothing. And you'll think you got to get saved and you ain't getting saved. You just need a break. You just need a few minutes where you can catch your breath and get your mind straightened back up. I, I, I'm just wanting to help you tonight. 
Amen. My pastor's heart's coming out tonight. I want to help you. Hey, I'm just saying, sometimes, ladies, it'll get away and the devil will come by and fight you. Okay? But you go back. You go back to where you got in. Right? I said this morning, I'm saying, I don't know the date on the calendar. Hear me? I don't even know the month. But I know when I got in. Amen. One old fella said like this. They'll come by tempting him. He said, I just kept taking the devil back to that spot. He said, devil right there, I got in. I got saved, devil. After a while of doing it, he, he finally quit doing that. He said, all right, devil, you know where to go. Go on back over there. I done took care of it. You know the way back there better than I do. Just go on. That's right, ladies. Families don't have as much of that problem while youngins are little, children are little. But I'm going to tell mamas do. Amen. So I'm just saying, build your life on the rock. You're saved. You belong to him. You're on a firm foundation. Hey, the world may rock and reel. The waves may dash. How the lightning may flash. How the thunder may roar. Hey, but you're on the rock. You've got a firm foundation. You will weather the storm. You will come out on the other side. Amen. She was on the rock. If you're going to fight for the spiritual welfare of your children, you yourself must be on the rock. Amen. Amen. So it's a firm place to stand. Praise God. I'm glad it is. Not only do I see if you're going to fight for your children, you must be on the rock. Number two, you must be resolved. Did you notice what the verse says? And risen, verse 10 again, and risen for the daughter of Ahaz, took sackcloth and spread it for her upon the rock from the beginning of the harvest until water dropped upon them out of heaven. Amen. Hear me. I'm gonna back up. I just thought about to back up and then I'll move to that. Thank God for my mama being a praying woman. She is on the rock. I remember when she was raising us by herself. My daddy loved women and liquor more than he did us, and he left. That's right. Mama had to feed us. Mama had to clothe us. Mama had to make sure we sent her. She, took, she did it all. I woke up in the midnight hour before. She'd be in that living room, sitting in that recliner, weeping with her head and her, her face in her hands, and she's a calling to God. I'm glad I've got such memories. Amen. I know this generation ain't ever heard their mama pray the first time, but thank God I've heard my mama pray. You, you need, hey, hey, mama, hey, daddy, you do need to learn how to pray out loud. I know that may be different than your nature, but I'm telling your boys and your girls, they need to hear it. Amen. Let them hear you call their name to God that they're lost. Amen. Hey, if they ain't a serving like out to after they get saved, pray out loud and let them know it. Amen. All right. But then I see that uh, be resolved. That harvest to the rain. Uh, you've got to be in it for the long haul. Rispa said, I'm not going anywhere. So they take them boys off that tree and we can put them in the ground. I will not give up. 
I will not back up. I will not slow up. I'm going to stay right here and do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to see it to the end. I'm going to tell you something. Hear me. Your, your responsibility didn't end at 18. They got that piece of paper for graduation. That didn't end. There's still the hall ahead. They ain't going to do all you want them to. Everybody look up here. Every child has a will. Proverbs 22, 6 has been taken out of context and preached it. It says something that it don't say. Train up a child in the way he should go. You listen to me. You can do everything exactly right and they can go buck wild because they make choices. You have the responsibility to put that book in them. You quote it to them. You read it to them. You get them in Sunday school under it. You keep them in the house of God to hear that book preached. You live that book. Amen. But they have a will. Now I'm going to say this. We've asked you to pray. We have an older girl out, out way, way, way away from God. Depths of sin. I know what I'm talking about. I, I was discouraged a while back. Back, well, back last year. I, I just, we're praying and we're praying and, and I was a little disheartened. You just have to forgive me. I'm not as strong as you are. I'm not a bionic Baptist. I'm flesh, bone, and blood just like other human beings. And I was wondering, Lord, does she even hear the Holy Ghost? Her and her, one of her sisters kind of butted heads. And Katie quoted the verse to her out of context, but she quoted a verse to her sister. And the Holy Ghost said, I told you it's in there. It's in there. She's trying to, bit, trying to keep her ear where she can't hear it, but it's in there. So you listen to me. Some of you, your kids are grown. You've got the same thing going on. I'm telling you, don't you get, you resolve, have that resolve in you until I get to the glory land. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to quit praying. I'm not going to quit a witness. I'm not going to quit living for God. I, by his help, by his grace, I'll finish this thing. Amen. You're going to have to be resolved. You're going to fight this fight. Because, hear me, years ago, I'm trying to hurry. I really am. But I, hear me, years ago, in my early 20s, as I was a pastor, some, some older person told me these words, Pastor Josh. He said, we need to work like the devil. Yeah, and I looked at him like you looking at me. What do you mean work like the devil? He don't ever quit. If one angle don't work, he'll try another one. But he ain't giving up. And you and I ought to never give up. 
Resolve, have resolve in your. I'm purposing in my heart. I'm a going with God. Hey, I did what you've done tonight. I laid my children on the altar before God. Hey, what we've only did one publicly. Hope that don't bother you. The other ones we done in altar calls, and I just lay them on that altar. Said God, you gave them, they're yours. Amen. But I purpose in my heart I to serve God when me and Renee got married. We took Joshua 24 to heart. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. You're going to have to be resolved in this fight. Because your adversary and the world and your rotten flesh is going to keep fighting you. Amen. I wished, young couples, I could tell you they'd be a a day in your life or an age or an anniversary date that you'll have all this stuff licked. There's not one. It's a fight, it is a fight from the cradle to the grave. And you really got in the fight when you got saved. That's when it really started. Prior to that, you just did what's natural. You sinned. And you loved it. You loved it. The only thing you was worried about is your mama finding out what she's doing. That's not conviction. That's fear getting beat to death. Amen. Difference between that and conviction. But when you got saved, the Holy Ghost took up his abode in you. You can't sin no more and get by. But hey, I'm going to go even further than that. You can't even commit the sin before you ever do it. The Holy Ghost says, you better not. He says, no. And when you do it, you ain't no more got done. He said, I told you, now you're going to reap. Amen. So uh, the battle began when you got saved. You need to purpose in your heart. I'm going the full mile. I'm going to finish this thing. I'm not giving up. I'm not throwing in the towel. Regardless how it gets, by God's help and God's grace, I want to finish right. Amen. Hey, we see if we're fighting, we've got to be on the rock. got to be resolved. Number three, we've got to be ready. Ready for what? It said this in verse 10, and suffered neither the birds of the air to rest on them by day, nor the beasts of the field by night. Them buzzards. Them beasts. Coming in and pick that flesh off. You listen to me. I know that's gross, but that's what's going to happen. And she's either got her a stick or she picks up some of that sackcloth. Don't know what she uses, brother. But she goes beating them birds off in the daytime. You ain't getting near my boy. You can circle all you want to, buzzards. You can circle all you want to, but I'm going to beat you off. You you ain't picking their eyes at you, not eating their flesh off and fights them off. And when the night comes, she gets her fire going and she stands watching them wild animals and the wolves and everything else go to howling and want to come get some of that meat. She said, oh no, you ain't getting to my boys. You're not going to get one ounce of them. I'm going to fight you off. I'm going to keep you away as long as I can. Hey, she was ready. You better be ready. We have an adversary of the devil. He's like a lion. Loose. I get amazed at foolish preaching. I, 
I'm stunned what they, some people call preaching. Some knucklehead years ago, in my, when I was in my 20s, got to preaching that Satan was already bound. He's already chained up. God help if he's chained up, that's a long chain. Because it sure does make it to my door. Huh? What about yours? You ever have spiritual warfare? I do. Hey, now there are some of the demons in chain, but not all of them. Some of them loose, just like they're devil, but they're following. Amen. Hey, they're coming. The world's after your children. God's dealt with my, I I teach a young marriage Sunday school class at Gateway. We just finished up a while back the first 11 chapters of Genesis. I I, I think I'm going to finish Genesis. We're going back dealing with just the home again right now. That's my plan. But my purpose was to get them 11 done. All you need in raising them kids and teaching them kids in first 11 chapters of Genesis. They'll find out that they were born males and born females. Amen. They'll find out why they are dinosaur bones. Why are there fossils in the top of these mountains? Why is some green leaf in ice? It ought not be there. Duh. What about Noah's flood? It was worldwide. Evolution's a lie. Seven literal 24-hour days. Six days crazy. Seventh a day of rest. Because see, they're coming after your kids. I got news for you. The best we can do with social media is keep an eye on it, but they still get into this mess. Have you forgot how underhanded you were? Huh? How sneaky you were? That goes for the preacher's kids too. Don't you jump on your preacher. Something happens to them kids. They are flesh like your children. Amen. I've tried to protect them the best I can. Got to be ready. All kinds of Hollywood, music, everything under the sun coming after them. The political realm. Amen. Well, we even learned in Genesis, you ought to work. No free handout. Work. Do you know Adam even worked before the fall? That dress and keep, that's work, buddy. He wasn't over just popping grapes in his mouth sitting under some shade tree doing nothing. He worked in that garden. Y'all go back and read Genesis again. Amen. Well, you get, I'm just saying be ready. He's coming, that enemy, your flesh, boy, your flesh will get you. You let somebody hurt your feelings and you go get in the car and you'll vent. Problem is them kids are hearing you vent. Everybody look up here. I'm really about done. I want you to hear me. I know who's talking about me at the church. I know it through their children. 
Now, there's some exceptions to this rule. I have pastored a little girl when I was in Virginia. She hated everybody but her mom and papa. She didn't like nobody else. Nobody. So she wouldn't look at you. She as best you get. But by and large, I promise you, children that love preacher, mom and dad love preacher. Children that talk about, I don't want to go to youth group. I don't want to sing in the choir. I don't want to go to Sunday school. I don't want to go to church. You might want to look back in your house. You listening to me? Your flesh is your worst enemy. Your flesh is worse than the devil and worse than this world. I'm not trying to take up for the devil. But he gets blamed for stuff he ain't guilty of. The devil made me do it. No, it didn't. James said you're led away of your own lust. It's in your flesh. Amen. This won't be the, the message you're going to want on CD. Okay? This ain't going to be the, the sermon they're going to talk about out of this meeting. Oh, you ought to have heard Sunday nights. No, I can tell it on half of you. Some of you used to like me. I'm just doing my best to help you. I'm thankful for preachers that preach to me. Preach to my wife. Preach to us together. Amen. Oh, we're in a fight. Don't you quit, boy. Them, them, them boys and that girl's depending on you. But they, hey, your children ain't got a chance if you quit on God. Amen. Hey, and church family, you need to be praying one for another. By the way, you, I think you do know this. It is different today. It ain't like it was back yonder. Son, this, this world's going nuts. And what's sad, the church has gotten nuttier. Since 2020, I have never in my life seen people lose their mind like they lose it. You need right here. We need each other. Amen. Fighting, risk before, and there was no hope. And she could fight, and there's no hope. We still got breath, and they've got breath. Don't you think we ought to fight for our children? Chloe's the only one left at home now. I love her. She's got she's got battles she has. She just went through something, and I told her the other night. I said, "You you just know something. Them other people that turn on you, them them friends, their mama had to have them. We picked her." Chloe's adopted. We got to choose. That's right. I had to tell her siblings too, don't get mad. She'd get a better car than y'all did. She gets a lot more. Well, duh. There was four of them, now there's just one. Amen? And we love her and we fight for her. She's got a heart, wants to serve God. I'm glad of that. But she's still flesh. She's still flesh. 
And we have to beat the flesh down and we got to keep, and I'm talking about it as personally, ourself. Every one of we got to say no to the flesh. That's what I mean. That's what Paul said about that buffeting bit. It wasn't taking a whip and whipping himself. It was him just saying no to his rotten flesh. And that's what all of us have got to do. Fight him for our children. Be on the rock. Be resolved. Be ready. I'm glad there's victory in the Lord. I've preached so many places I don't know who preached what and who said what originally, but you may have said this. Or it may have been somebody last, I think it may have been you last week at Corner. I don't know. But somebody said, we're, we are working and going from victory. We're not trying to get it. We done got it. <laughs> and that's the truth. But we've got to press. Keep going forward. You can't quit. Now, I've tried to help us tonight. I know, listen, it's still in this place. We ain't, hoop, we ain't hollered. But I hope you've got a little bit of this. And that you'll store it up in your heart and your mind. We're going to get out here and go eat that bacon. I like breakfast food. I can't eat like the rest of y'all. I've got health issues. So I'm going to eat them eggs. But I want you, before we get out of this sanctuary, to make up your mind you're going to serve God. Children get fussy in church. They get loose in church. You keep being faithful. Don't give up. Don't give up. May the Lord help us. Father, take the message. Use it to help these families, even older families. Oh, Lord, we realize we're always going to have an adversary that's going to fight us to the grave. Lord, help us to be faithful to you. Help us to stand true to you. Lord, everything you do, we'll praise you and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. I want you to stand. I preached the longest, longer than I did this morning by far. I know that.